0: Hello, everybody. (laughs) Welcome to business power hour. We're going to have a great conversation today. I'm so excited that I have Emma and Coraline together because I just think they're so badass at marketing and so clever and so smart. And I can't wait to pick their brains and ask them all the things. I will let them introduce introduce yourselves. And if you have something you want to promote, you're welcome to do that in your little intros. Emma, you want to go first? Just tell everybody who you are, what you do.
1: Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Hey everyone. I'm Emma, Emma Weatherall, and I'm a sales strategist and um, growth consultant for online coaches, course creators, service providers. And basically what that means is that I help female entrepreneurs who are in those industries to double and triple their revenue month on month um, through all sorts of different sales strategies and marketing strategies. Um, I don't have anything to promote at the moment. If you want to be on my email list, there's plenty of ways to do that. And I think um, there's a link that's going to go out um, around this video or connected to, to the front to this video um yeah. feel free to join that and I send super cool emails a couple times a week with loads and loads of tips
0: yeah you guys definitely have to follow I love following you on Facebook you're one of the only people <laughs> I love following on Facebook I'm always like posting like clever things but then like funny things and I don't know I just really <laughs> like your little your Facebook post so you guys will have to stalk her over there definitely get on her email list I love that it's like not even like oh I help people you're like I help people triple the revenue because I'm yeah. an and we don't yeah. play around
1: <laughs> you play <can, laughs> like casual that. no big deal yeah Just we can yeah, we took that last year and we were like, oh, every single person that worked with us over the past 12 months at that point had tripled their revenue. And so, yeah, we say that. I all- when
0: coaches have data to back that up, y'all. That's a good <laughs> tip when you're hiring coaches is ask like what percentage of clients get their results when they're like, oh, like I help people triple their revenue. It's like, well, how many? <laughs> like Emma's the kind of person that will tell you. She's like, oh, I know that. <laughs> We're saying you two would get along because I feel like Corlin is like that with her daughter too. <laughs> Corlin, why don't you introduce yourself for everybody? Anybody that doesn't know, we do have a lot of new Faith Mariah people here, so people might not
2: know you. You could be yeah, um, Corlin Hazelwood, and I'm a very similar niche to Emma. Uh, I think the difference is that I really focus on the tech and the system side of business, but we serve the a very similar avatar. Um, coaches, course creators, online service providers who want to scale their online coaching businesses by building passive profitable revenue suites or offer suites, not revenue suites, offer suites. Um, and we really focus on the tech and the system side of things. Uh, our goal is always to get our people to consistent 30 to $40,000 months uh, using reoccurring revenue and varying offers to serve people at different price points um, along their customer journey. So we really focus on the, the tech side and then the strategic marketing side of your offers. Awesome. And
0: we'll put if you guys are listening to this on the replay on the podcast, we'll put all their links in the show notes. You guys can also always find if you're ever like, oh, I want like the guest links. We make blog posts on Friday and it has everybody's links on them. So you can always check faithmaria.com if there's past people you want to stalk. If you're looking for good people to follow, go check out the blog. Thanks, Kelsey. Shout out Kelsey with blog (laughs) (laughs) post. The Friday blog post. So I wanted to have you guys on. I wanted to talk to you guys about the topic of scaling with social proof, leveraging testimonials and reviews to hit six figures. And I know that's something both of you use with your clients to increase revenue. So I'd love to pick your guys's brains about that. Why did you want to come talk about this topic and like why testimonials? I think a lot of people will be like, Oh, that's kind of like no big, like that's not going to be like that big of a deal, or maybe that won't be something that makes money. It's not something people often talk about a lot or focus a lot about and I know both of you um, use them in your businesses. So I'd love to hear your thoughts about that and like why do you why did you want to come talk about this and what kind of impact has testimonials had in your your business and with your clients? I'll
2: start. I, I mean, I love testimonials and in, in our business, we don't necessarily call them testimonials. We call them celebrations um, or case studies, but testimonials for me have always been a way to show people what's possible. And that's truly the way that I look at them, but they're also an incredible way to build trust with your audience to show people what type of results they can expect when they join and when they do the work. And I also think we have a lot of, at least a lot of our clients in our world have a lot of mindset stuff around sharing testimonials. They have this feeling sometimes like when they share testimonials, they're taking ownership of people's work. And I don't really look at it that way. I think a lot of people feel a lot of different ways. Um, Sleazy is a word that comes to mind that I hear a lot when I talk about sharing testimonials and showing the behind the scenes programs. Uh, and I wanna kind of have an open conversation around how to do it sustainably and also how to do it ethically and in a way that serves both people. Because in my world, our clients look forward to our tes- their testimonials being shared. It's something that they get equally as excited about um, as our potential clients do. And I think people aren't necessarily looking at it that way, but. People often come into our world and say, "Oh my God, I can't wait to be the testimonial." And when they are the testimonial, they're they're floored and excited about it, and it's like a goal that they have is to be one of those people. And I think it's incredibly motivating for new clients and existing clients personally.
0: Yeah, it's nice too to be able to like platforms of your clients. Like I remember. At yep. one point, Carlin, like you got invited for a program you did, and she interviewed somebody interviewed like one of your mentors basically interviewed you as like a huge, because you had a huge year. Right. And I remember like what a big deal that was to you and how exciting it was, and how it was like, oh my God, like this is the biggest platform like I've ever been on at that for you at that time. It was like such a big deal. And like, I think sometimes we forget like, we can provide that for people, right? Like where it's like, oh, like we can put them in front of people and celebrate them publicly. And I think it can be really powerful. What about you, Emma?
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree with everything that Coraline was saying. For me, one of the reasons I wanted to have this conversation, well, there's a couple of reasons. One of them is because I think that when people look at testimonials, they see them as, you know, let me just throw as many things as possible onto a page. Or at the flip side, they're like, I don't know how to use them. And they are such an important part of that decision-making process that your buyers are going to have when they come to anything that um, you're using to sell. And because we rely so much on words on a page and also on video, and like when we're using kind of TikTok or in stories and anything and sales letter um, videos, it's really important that we are able to communicate to people what we're trying to say, not just from us, but also from other people's words, the things that other people have said and their experiences. Because when somebody comes and is buying something from us, there's that, like you said, Coraline, there's that element of like needing that trust and that credibility and we can say so many things in those words in those videos but if we're able to weave in things that other people have said that comes from other people's experiences so that people who are contemplating that purchase can actually hear it from a previous buyer somebody who's telling their truth that goes so far to helping them to make a decision. And there's lots of things that I'm sure we'll touch on today around, you know, people seeing their own experience in it and that kind of thing. But I just think it's such a powerful way to let your existing clients communicate the value of your offer to people who are considering it. And then the other reason that I wanted to have this conversation as well is because I think there's a big practice in the online space about using testimonials and case studies in ways that are not, that um, ethical. So maybe using testimonials from 10 years ago, when this one person who made hundreds of thousands of dollars with your offer, or who got this massive big result, but it's not actually indicative of what the majority of people get, or it was something that happened for a completely different program five, 10 years ago, and it's not actually that realistic or applicable to this one. And so I also think it's really important that when we're using testimonials and case studies, there's a conversation around, well, how do we use it in a way that is not only going to support our buyers, support our us as sellers, but is also going to be really congruent with the offer and be ethical in that way as well.
0: Yeah, I really like that you brought that up. And I definitely do want to talk about that. And I know Corlin, I know you feel the same way I do about this, but it, it, there's things in the industry I think that are kind of hard to watch and that are questionable. and I'm always kind of like warning all my students to not get sucked into the overnight success stories and like the big flashy stories. And I've even pulled back from sharing a lot of our bigger like I don't really share the income from like our top people in the mastermind anymore because I'm just like, it's not, that's not most people's experience, right? And and I'm helping people build sustainable online businesses that have never built businesses, that need to learn marketing, that need to learn, like learning to develop products, need to do the mindset work. Like there's a lot of, of things that go into it. And I just don't want people to, I don't want people to buy with the expectation of like, I'm gonna be making $10,000 a month, like when I wake up tomorrow. Um, And so I try to like, when I'm putting stuff on the page, I'm like, is this, would this be kind of like realistic for most people in the program? Because there are people that come into our program and make a lot of money. And I think there's people that come in that are really, really good at what they do. They have decades of experience teaching or they're healers or they're making the transition to online or they already have a big audience, but they just need help with sales. And they're just missing one last little piece, right? And I'm really good at seeing oh, you need this. Like if you had this, you'd be like, and then they go do that. And then they make a bunch of money. And it's like, we could take that and present a, a picture of what my program is and what the offer is in a way that I feel like is not truthful to most people's experience and what most people that join can expect. And so I've thought about this a lot. I'd love to hear have you guys how do you sort that out and figure out like which ones to use or do you have a framework for presenting them or how do you do it in a way that feels like an integrity I guess for you
1: I'd love to jump in if that's all right So I tackle this in two main ways. Um, The first way is actually like it actually applies to the example that you're giving just there, where somebody might have a really fantastic result inside of a program that is either just because, you know, they really took it and, and they blew everything out of the water and that's fantastic, but it's maybe not representative of the typical result. Or somebody like you're describing, Faith, where it's somebody who came in already having a lot of those pieces in place and just needed that one thing that was going to click and help them to, to go the distance. And so actually what I teach and what I recommend to my clients is a process that I've just T- called um, an illustrated case study, which is where instead of just presenting this testimonial blank on your page, or instead of including this person speaking on a podcast, or instead of just sharing this big result in a Facebook post, what you take the time to do is write out, and this can be on a sales page, or more typically, I use it in social media content you write out what the process was. So where this person came, like started, what they already had to bring to that program and to, the, to their own result, what you worked on, what the specific thing that you helped them to work on and how that resulted in the outcome that they had. And what that does is that shares this fantastic result. It still shares that celebration, but it gives a very specific view of what actually it took for that person to achieve it. And it's also very realistic in showing where they came from, what their expertise was, what their strengths were, and what the weaknesses that you supported them with were. So that illustrated case study, I have a process for that, that I teach. And I think that that tackles most of of, of that issue. And then we tend to share them on social. In terms of how I take and decide testimonials on sales pages, what I recommend people do is really look at like how you've laid out your sales argument inside of, you know, the sales page and the copy, which is a whole different conversation. (laughs) And you think about as you do, like when you're writing a page, you think about what are the questions that I need people to understand that I need people to believe what are the things that people are asking themselves as they're coming to this offer what are the typical objections and frequent questions that people have and what do I know that they they're asking themselves even if they don't do it vocally and then we look at testimonials and we look at the experiences that people have had and you want to use those testimonials to fill in those gaps to answer those questions on your behalf to answer them from people who have taken that offer or who have gone through that program in the past. So that they're sharing, for example, um, a situation where, oh, I didn't really think this was going ha- to work. but, Or I had this really difficult situation where I was a single parent. Or I'd been in this really difficult position. Or I was coming at this not having any experience. And so people can see themselves in that situation. And they can say, hey, OK, this works for me. And so I like to encourage people to really curate the testimonials that you're putting on your page. And think about what purpose does that serve for the people who are going to read it and to highlight situations that you know your typical audience, when they come to have to consider to make a decision about this offer, they are very frequently in these kinds of situations making a decision from that point. So using your testimonials to support that alongside the rest of your copy. Yeah,
0: I love that. I love, I've been doing this during launches lately and my business manager, Rebecca, is like an organized, she's like an organized, I call her like my, Organized Earth Angel. <laughs> she <has> like my <laughs> VA Earth Angel, but she has all of our screenshots in an uh, Airtable. And I started categorizing them so that yeah. way when I'm writing an email in the launch about like um, when you're overwhelmed and you don't know what to do, or you're like posting and you're not showing up consistently, it's like we have testimonials from like at this point from like we've been running the same program for four years, right? So we have four years worth of screenshots of different comments people have made or things people have left or testimonials people have shared about like, I used to have this problem now I have, now this is what's happening. And that way, when I'm writing an email, it's like, I can pull those different ones and highlight them. And I feel like that's been a really powerful way I have liked sharing them. And like, it's kind of like, I can talk about, oh, we do this in the program. And then it's really nice to have like, kind of like your students chiming in in the email being like, yeah, like that did happen. This is what it it was like, Um, what about. I bet you have like a million
2: things to say. <laughs> I do. but I I kind of feel like Emma and I are very much on the same page. And I knew you
0: guys would get along. I was really happy. I was like really random that you guys booked the same topic or I don't know if Kelsey did that on purpose, but I was like, oh my gosh, they're going to like get on.
2: <laughs> Kelsey things that we don't sometimes. I know how her brain works. Um, Yeah, for me, the whole thing, and, and I can say too, I have done just on the air, on the side of transparency, I have done the posting every testimonial all the time without what I like to call context, which is what Emma just really walked us through, is the context, the behind the scenes of what you're seeing. I've done that. I can tell you what it does to your business in the long run. It's not fun to navigate. Um, Having a ton of people come in the door who are solely there for the financial side of the business. I think it sets a lot of people up for um, a reality check that maybe they weren't uh, looking forward to or didn't see coming. And so for me, you know, I learned this lesson truly the really, really, really hard way. And it's all about context. So I'm always asking How did this person get here? What did they have before they got here? Who is this person? Are they a mom? Are they they a single woman? Are they from a different country? Are they from Canada? Like, what is their background? What is their understanding? What is the context of this person? How much time do they have to run their business? And in doing so, like Emma said, it gives people an opportunity to see themselves in their shoes, first of all. And second of all, it also gives this realistic picture You know, for example, we have a community member and our program is Evergreen. So I've been running this program for three years. We have a community member who joined probably about a year and a half ago. She's probably attended two calls and watched maybe 25% of the course content in the portal, which is great. Um, But she just recently hit her first $50,000 month after maintaining $35,000 for about six months consistently. And she popped into our Facebook group and shared that. That's not something that I'm personally going to share on my stories because I gave her, like you said, Faith, one piece of advice on something to change in the way she was marketing her membership. And that membership is a very small portion of her offer suite. And the rest of it really came from within her, right? The rest of it is like she had a lot of those nuts and bolts and bones in place, but connecting them all was really uh, challenging for her from a tech perspective. So while, yeah, we aided in that, it's not our work necessarily 110%. And it would feel very off to me to share that and be like, hey, looks $50,000 a month. When the average person in our community is currently doing between 10 and 15, she's an outlier. And so I also really look at outliers as well. And I try to remove the people who are not doing, not taking action, et cetera, because we all have people like that in our programs. I remove those people who are, you know, not really doing anything in general. And then I also remove the top people. And I really focus on that like median line um, of results that people are getting. And lately I've been doing my best to share more testimonials that are not revenue-based um and so we share a lot of like she built her funnel you know her freebie is set up and her tripwire is making sales and so we share a lot more of like the work that we're doing as a whole as opposed to the outcome of the work that we're doing and I think that's brought us way more aligned clients and also given people a better you know, view of what's actually required in order to get that big flashy result and that big flashy number. Um, Cause we battled that challenge for a solid year in our business. And in hindsight, it was very clear why, <laughs> but in the moment we didn't get it. So <laughs> it's what it is. I mean, yeah, it's a
0: process. Like, I think we've all pivoted and changed our marketing and like, I've definitely done things. I look in my marketing, I look back on now where I'm like, oh God, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like I used to say, what? And like, we used to do what? And like, I used to get so emotional during launches. I would like get myself so worked up about how much I love the community, how much I love the offer. And I would like cry on the fucking pitch. And I just look at that now and I'm like, girl, like what was happening? Like what, like what, like in what world? Like what was even going on? And then it would, it was like, oh, this is like not a sustainable way to run my launches because Corlin knows I launch a lot. And like i can't i would like have myself worked up in this like emotional frenzy and that's how i would make sales i would like work everybody up in the community probably some of you guys remember this i would work everybody up into this like huge frenzy and like create all this hype and like all this emotion and all this stuff and i was like okay like we need to learn how to sell from a place of calm and like from a place of like explaining your program I'm like not being completely unhinged for five days during the launch like it's just totally crazy so I get you like I've, I mean we've all done cringy marketing things and you just learn and get on but I think this is an important conversation I know we have a lot of newbie people in my community and I think it's important to talk about testimonials too as buyers because I think a lot of people do get swept up in that like oh my god like I could make like And they're just only factoring in the best case outcome. And what I always tell people is like, your business, you're making an investment in your business when you're hiring a coach or buying a program. It's an investment, right? And I think about like Matt and I are investing in real estate right now, right? And we don't buy real estate looking at like, oh, maybe this could make millions of dollars and that's the only outcome we consider. (laughs) Like, can you imagine? It's like, we have to look at like, okay, what is the potential earning of like this property? What is like the worst case scenario? Like if this thing ends up, we get in there and everything breaks and it explodes. And like, can we financially absorb that hit? Like, what would that look like? What would the best case look like? And like, you just kind of have to factor the risk, right? Where it's like, is the financial hit worth risking? Because you might have to live through the worst case. You might not get any ROI. Like not every investment you make profit, right? Otherwise we'd all be fucking rich because we've all spent a lot of money on our businesses. Right. And so we factor in like, what are the worst cases? Would we have the financial resources to cover that? What would that look like? What is the the best case? Like what is the potential payout here? And like, is it worth it? Is it, is that risk of the worst case worth the ta- the payout that we're looking at. And I think that's important when you guys are investing in programs, because I think what those big testimonials do is they get people to only look at that best case outcome. They're just like, well, you could make millions of dollars. And it's like, yeah, that's one scenario. <laughs> like consider all the other scenarios. When you guys are investing in your own businesses, like how do you factor that stuff in like do you look at testimonials do you consider them like what's kind of your thought process when you see that stuff
2: I personally don't pay that much attention to it anymore I think (laughs) <laughs> I think because I see and I I know the behind the scenes of where a lot of those come from. And so when I'm personally evaluating a program or a mastermind or even just a smaller course that's more skill based, I don't really look at the testimonials. I really look at like, does this solve a problem for me in my business? And will this help me improve a skill in my business as opposed to, is this going to make me more money? I just know personally for me that the money always comes following the service. And when I do that service really, really well the money is not something that I have to worry about and so I don't make investments but per for me personally based on the money I look at the skills and the holes that it's going to plug in my business and I invest in that way and the testimonials are nice but I I do my best to ignore them totally honest <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can talk to you unless it's somebody I know all you know what I do I get in people's dms I'm like do you know so-and-so <laughs> like what's her deal mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you Emma
1: Actually, you know, just on a side note, that's a really important point because I had a friend message me the other day, actually. And she said, somebody that I know is looking at working with you. And she asked me, cause she saw my testimonial on your page. So she messaged me knowing. Like, that would be did-
0: me. That'd be my ass. I'm like, you know, I don't have to deal.
1: <laughs> exactly. And you know, it's really important to remember that if you have testimonials on your pages or on your videos, even if people don't know that person, they may go out and seek that person and either message them and see if they're open to having conversation or if they might ten you know know them in the periphery of their network they might you know try and connect with them and so it's important to think about like how does this accurately re- reflect the way that we work together because if not you're going to get caught out <laughs> so yeah. you know just a slightly different point that you know that's um something to think about when I'm making buying decisions, and this is something that I think about when I'm creating sales pages and I encourage my clients to think about as well. I actually, so I, I only really look at testimonials in two situations. One is if it's something that I'm really not confident in. And that's usually to do with something to do with my personal life that I'm trying to learn, a new hobby, like something that I really do not have an expertise in and not just like, oh, I kind of know how to do this. So yeah, I can tell, you know, when you know enough to be dangerous so you can read between the lines. I read the testimonials if I really do not feel confident in something at all. And we've got to remember that as, you know, when we're selling things that we'll have people in our audience who are looking at it, who really need that reassurance. And so I will read testimonials if that's the situation because I want to see and and I won't read all of them, but really what I'm trying to do there is see, have lots of people got results from this? Are there just a couple of outliers that they're listing Or are there a lot of people who, you know, some people got a bit of success and I want to see a real breadth of some people just doing a little bit, some people doing a middling bit and some people doing really well, because I want to see, yes, this works. And because we all know what we should know when we're making a buying decision, that actually what we put into it and our ability and skill, you know, whatever we're talking about, whatever field we're talking about has an impact on the result as well. So I just want to see if I don't know how to do this, is there enough, a good enough program within this and, you know, that, or the person leading it is good enough that they're going to be able to, you know, I can't guarantee it, but what are the chances that me spending this money is actually going to be worthwhile? So I will read testimonials in that instance if I really am not feeling confident. And the other time that I will read testimonials that I also bake into the way I um, create um, sales content is when I want to see if this works from a specific situation that I have. So that's when I'm looking for, an experience and it might be emotional it might be to do with a circumstantial thing like family or you know what my world looks like um so i'm looking at things like that and that's a little bit more hard to define because you know different offers Uh, your circumstances are going to impact them in different ways but that might be anything from do they work with people like me (laughs) to you know do they work with you know do they help people with this aspect like you were saying Coraline not just to do with the money but I want to get this funnel fixed or I really need it to to focus on this aspect I'm not so fussed about the overall do they touch on this and so I look at testimonials to see if anybody has mentioned that specific thing that I'm looking for support with
0: yeah in my brain i kind of think of like two testimonial categories i think about like solicited testimonials which are like hey like could you guys give me a testimonial like thanks (laughs) Like, we definitely ask for testimonials like we do we just ask people like can i sometimes i'll just post in the mastermind i'll be like hey i'm doing a workshop about this if i've helped you with this could you leave a comment like that I can use in the page or I could use in an email um, or, you know, can you write a new testimonial for the sales page We're updating the sales page and we'll ask clients. And so there's solicited ones, but then there's also like kind of unsolicited ones, right? Which are like word of mouth and like what people say about your program when they're talking in other programs, when they're, I feel like my favorite feeling in the world is like when I see somebody in a group and I get like recommended by somebody and they'll be like, oh my gosh, you have to listen to face podcast or, oh my gosh, face mastermind is the best. And I'm like, you know, kind of like what your clients say about you, like out in the world, like I think is really powerful. And I'd love to hear like from you guys, you have tips about how do you improve those unsolicited testimonials and make sure that you deliver for your clients and that they're going to go spread the good word <laughs> about your work. <laughs> I mean, out of the
1: program. <laughs> I think that's a very, it's a very simple thing, but a difficult thing to do, which is just, you know, really do your best in all cases and be real and provide value in your offers. Don't oversell and under deliver, you know, really focus on making your offers the best that they can be and, and really be client centric. It's really just about being the best that not necessarily the best that you can be and like always, you know, striving to be like the most amazing thing, but you know do what you promise that you say that you will do and focus on your clients and getting them the results that you say you can get them and, and work with them in a caring way. It's, I think it's just about focusing on your clients and showing up.
0: I think you really nailed it with that honesty piece too, because I really feel like there are times where you can't deliver what you've said. Like maybe you get sick or maybe you get, I had this happen in creator camp. So I launched a new offer and I made the schedule, I was like super excited about it when I launched it, of course. And I was like, I'm gonna make you guys three modules a week for three weeks. You're gonna get nine modules in three weeks. <laughs> it sounds like crazy to say, I'm like, what is what is happening in face brains sometimes? And then when I started making it, I was like, this is too fast. Like it was too fast for me. I felt like I need to like, the way I create content in my processes, I kind of like let it marinate and it kind of like downloads, like I kind of set this intention of like, I need to make a workshop about this. And it's like, I'll be driving the car or walking the dog and it will like, I'll be like, boom, like, I know what to say. I know what this is. I know exactly what it needs to be. And because there were so many modules I was going to have to make, it was like, all of a sudden my brain was like, it couldn't get the downloads. Cause it was like, oh my God, I need a module about this. We need a module about this. We have to teach them about this. Like, ah, oh, like, <laughs> and so I had to go in the group and be like, I'm going to change the schedule. Like, right. So i'm gonna i just told them i was like you're gonna get two modules a week instead of three and i told them why and i was just like it's too fast i don't feel my intention is to make them really really quality and good and i really want them to be as useful as i can make them and i want them to be something you guys can watch over and over again that are always going to be helpful and useful to you and have like a lot of good like mic drops and gems in them and i just feel like i'm not getting them right now And everybody was so nice about it. Right. It was like one of those things where I think it's just the honesty piece when you have to change or you have to not deliver on something you said, like just explaining, like, and this is why, like, and most people I feel like really are, I don't know, they understand, like, we're all humans. Right. They understand. I'm not like a, I don't know, business coach or (laughs) what.
1: But it's also because your people inside of them, well, two things. One, that was client-centric. You were focused on the experience that you were giving your clients. You weren't just being like, I can't be asked. I'm not doing this. <laughs> you know, like it's yeah. a different thing. And the second thing is also whether, because people can tell your heart, you know, like if people have bought into you, people know you, maybe they've worked with you before. That's your reputation as well. Like they'll know what you're about, what you're like. And it's different if you you have a history of creating stuff that you know you are not showing up for or that you're not doing well or that you know when people log into your stuff they're like "Mm, this isn't quite as good as I thought it would be like that's a whole different thing so that kind of thing is like people know your heart first of all they know it's coming from a good place and a place of you still wanting to serve them and two because that was you doing something that was focused on your getting your clients the best experience and I think that is such a good example (laughs) of what
0: I was trying to say. I hated doing it because I hate like I just like if I say something I'm always just like this is just how it fucking is like we told and i'll tell the team i'll be like we told the clients like they're getting what they're getting like that's just what it is like (laughs) but i hated it right it was like not i was just like i wish i could just like make myself crank these modules out but i was like this is not a good idea and i also it's so funny because i'm like i told them this so my brain was like they're all going to be so disappointed but it's like they don't need three modules a week either like they don't want that either (laughs) they're like They're like doing a huge challenge in there. We're doing, they're doing a hundred posts in 30 days. And then I'm giving them three modules a week. They're like, we're fine. (laughs) Like, So it's just like, sometimes we give ourselves like so much grief about stuff. That's like, our clients are like, yeah, it's fine. (laughs) What about you, Corlin? How do you kind of like make sure that your people are going to like say good things about your program and like get those indirect kind of testimonials?
2: For me, it's all just about I think about under promising and over delivering. And I also think about because I think a lot of people over promise and under deliver. And that's where you get bad word of mouth. And so I really try my best to under promise and over deliver within my boundaries and within my capacity to do so. And I think the other element of it is just always acting in integrity. Like you talked a lot about how you had to push a deadline back. Well, I was supposed to redo the entire curriculum of our core program this year. And I ended up with some insane health issues. I ended up heartbroken <laughs> At the end of a three-year relationship I lost my grandmother early in the year and like I was just not in the mental capacity to create something that was truly going to be a step up from what we did and I had to have a very real conversation and take accountability for that too and I you know one of the things that I've done A lot in my business and i don't see a lot of people doing is sometimes apologizing and just taking ownership for you know i said this this is why it's not happening this is what you can expect when it does happen here's a more realistic timeline of when these things are going to happen and also i'm hoping that you know, by being real with you and by being honest with you that this gives you grace in your business too, that you can see what leadership looks like, that you can see that you're allowed to be human in the process of building a business. Um, And for me, I treat every individual like they matter. And, you know, our behind the scenes motto in our business is like, Every single person is important. Every like, every comment, every engagement, every person in your DMs, even if they're spammy, it doesn't matter to me. Like they're all important and they all matter. And my goal is to ensure that they all feel seen, heard and understood. And our rule is if you need help and you ask for it, I will help you. And I think just doing that and having that perspective of like every single person matters makes a huge difference because the things that people say about me are like, you know, she goes above and beyond. They tell me she's very real. She's, she's authentic. She's transparent. She swears a lot. And we love that about her. And I think the other thing too, is to be yourself fully in your dynamic with people. Cause I'm now known as a girl who makes shit jokes all the time and like, you know, connects it back to that. who so I want to be known as right. I, it creates this, like people go out into the world. And when they're having these experiences with people, like I'll give you a really good example of this actually. Um, We did a program a couple of years back called Money and Momentum. And I taught this concept of like your course and your offer are not the same. And in order to Portray that. I showed the difference between marketing a muffin, um, like two stores marketing a muffin, and now anytime someone sees a muffin, they take a photo on Instagram and they tag me in their photos of these muffins. And it's been years, and I'm still getting tagged in photos of muffins like just out of nowhere. And so I think making your stuff relatable too, and like applicable to life, and like. Having you pop into their head at these moments makes it easier for them to do that. And so I'm always asking myself, like, how can I ground this in reality? Like, this is a fun concept, but how can I bring this back down to earth? How can I relate this to moms? How can I relate this to single women who are dating? How can I relate this to, uh, you know, the course creator and the service provider and the so-and-so? Like, how can I make this funny on top of it? And that always, now I'm like the funny down-to-earth, you know, tech wizard girl and and I love that for me I'm the muffin woman you know <laughs> I'm okay with it Jobby muffin woman <laughs> I'm a muffin lady you know
0: <laughs> you guys are both obviously like testimonial queens do you have a good system for collecting them I'd love to hear like your guys' thoughts about that I have a question from Natalie and she says is there a recommended platform for collecting testimonials do you like google for reviews or is there something better I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on just like if you have a favorite process or a favorite little trick you want to give us and like what your thoughts are about platforms and that kind of stuff
2: I'll start if you don't mind, Emma, because this is like, I love talking about this. (laughs) I thought you might. (laughs) I'm a system girl. I love the system. And so a couple of things that I've done, which have like, not just helped us gain more testimonials, but helped us create a bigger picture testimonial with that context is twofold. So intake forms, when they get into your courses programs, whether it's a free offer or not, I always recommend having an intake form. So you can very clearly see where they're starting, what they came in with, what they know, what they think their problem is. And then I put in kind of like a halfway point form midway through the program, where we get like an update on where they are, what they've learned, what skills they've gained, what they're still struggling with, what they need more support with. And then we don't have an outing because it's evergreen. People are always in there. But I always put like uh, outtake forms. So like what have been your biggest takeaways? What have been your biggest successes? What do you still need work on? And then the other thing that I do, so that's like within each product in and of itself. And for DIY type products, I build it into the email marketing that goes out. So the moment that they buy two days later, I'm asking them, what are you struggling with? What are you having a hard time with? And I take the time to reply to those people and be like, this module is the most helpful. You need to make sure that you're you're doubling down on this piece. Um, but another thing that I've really built into everyone is the importance of celebration. And I it's in I teach it in every single one of my containers. And I create space in our Facebook groups and our Kajabi communities for people to celebrate, not just the big wins. I talk about and teach them to celebrate the small wins as well. Um, and that in and of itself means we have a steady stream of testimonials kind of coming through from all different aspects of their business. Some are sales page testimonials, some are email sequences, some are money, some are not, some are personal things that they're going through that they're proud of. And it just creates this space where, we celebrate every single thing along the way and that in and of itself is how we kind of get testimonials coming in all the time so that we can filter through them and use them with context as we need to. Uh, We store all of ours in Notion. Um, That's kind of our system for doing things and we store them by client not by program which I think is kind of different because we have clients across multiple programs and so We have like a client profile for every client we've ever worked with and all of their testimonials go in their client profile um, and we make them searchable as well with their image, et cetera, so that they're easy to find, easy to grab and easy to use um, in different places.
0: Love it. What about you? Emma, do you have any like favorite little hacks you use to get testimonials?
1: Yeah, so I actually do something very similar to what Coraline does. one of the things, or actually, so in terms of like tool that we use, it's funny because we used Airtable to run my entire business up until a couple of years ago and we switched everything over to Notion. The one thing that we have kept on Airtable is, um, is our client wins and our testimonials because of the way that we organize it. So it's the one thing that we've kept there. Um, so in terms of, so that's just in terms of like the, the tool that we use, <laughs> we could equally do it on Notion, but for some reason it works better for us on, on Airtable. In terms of one little trick that I use in te- for testimonials is that when people join a program, we actually have a thing which is part of the intake form where we have a essentially a consent um, section at the end of it, which asks them and depending on how they answer, it gives them like different drop downs. But it asks them, are you happy for us to celebrate you over the course, you know, of your um, of your time with us? So we ask, we say that if they celebrate inside of the community, are you happy? for us to share that on instagram stories are you happy for us to share that in marketing and stuff like that and if they say then we have a couple of options one of them is no one of them is yes one of them is yes but only specific things like don't share my name or don't share my picture or something like that so they can give us that detail and then if they say yes we ask them to upload a photo and we ask them what their handle is so that we have that available now i still we still reach out to every single person that we want to use a testimonial for to say are you happy for us to use it for this offer are you happy for us to use it in this launch and that kind of thing but we have that already gathered and we know that people are happy for us to celebrate them when we're talking about wins that they've achieved if we want to quickly shoot something off because they achieved something really great and they've celebrated inside of the Facebook group so that's one thing that we do and then the other thing that we make sure that we do is when we capture things inside of For example, if you're screenshotting, like you were mentioning, Faith, like if we are screenshotting anything from the Facebook group, from comments, from Slack, anywhere, we um, make sure we have a separate table which links up. And we make sure to enter it in there immediately because one of the most difficult things around capturing things that people have commented on threads with wins or posted things inside of Facebook groups is knowing when it happened and who posted it. (laughs) It's not so easy to get lost inside of Facebook. Yeah. And so we make sure that we have a system for that. So every day we check, every day we capture it. So we know what day that happened. And then we can track that against the intake form, you know, anything that they've said in their midway forms and things like that. Um, and so we can kind of use that in the story of their journey with us as well. So a couple of things that we we do there as well.
0: Yeah, I have a, a VA that does that just to share, like our, our system is really similar to what you guys both said, but we... I have a VA that basically scans our group and screenshots things You know, they think we might want to use. We just block out everybody's name. It's just what we do just to, I don't know, I'm always like, I'd rather err more on like confidentiality than not. So we save them all. We put them in a database. But if you guys don't have a team, you just put that on your weekly tasks where you're like, okay, I'm going to screenshot and like message everybody and see if I can share the testimonials, save them in Airtable. And then once you get a VA... That's a really easy thing to outsource to a va It's like hey once a week twice a week monday wednesday go through the facebook group screenshot anything you think you know dm these type of things we don't ever really share anything like i just i don't know there's a lot of stuff in our program that is like personal things people share we never share stuff like that it's always like i got my lead magnet done <laughs> it's not like i don't know i'm going through the worst depression of my life or something but we will screenshot them um and have them just to share out so you know you guys can always start like simple if you don't have a team or you don't have a big group it might just be something you do once a quarter yourself right and you just start by scheduling that task like i just assign tasks to myself and asana all the time really at this point my team really assigns their own tasks because they know what they're supposed to do so i if i it were me i would go in and i would just assign that task to myself in asana once a quarter get testimonials from people send out the testimonial form or go screenshot or go do whatever your process is for collecting and just assign that task to yourself or put it on your calendar so you have a way where you don't have to remember to do it right i think the big thing with this stuff is like creating systems where you have some type of system for assigning tasks or somewhere you put tasks to keep track of where you don't have to remember like you don't want i'm always like nothing can live in faith's brain (laughs) it all has to live in asana (laughs) Or the team chat. It can live in Rebecca's brain, but it can't live in my brain. (laughs) Usually I'll put it in the team chat and then they put it in wherever it needs to go.
1: (laughs) Actually, can I just add something on that point? Is that all right? Yeah, yeah. So actually you reminded me of something. So I feel like if you don't have a team, one of the difficult thing, and also just if you don't, if, you often have people in your programs who don't share in that celebration because they're shy or because they're not used to it or whatever reason. So one of the things that I got into the habit of doing when I was early in my business, and to an extent we still do it now with the team, is that if somebody has shared with you on Voxer, on a private call, on a group call, in messenger, like if you're having a conversation with someone, they're sharing their wins or they're thanking you for anything or saying like what an impact you've had, it's okay. And usually that's people are fine with it for you to come back and say, Hey, Do you know what, when we were talking about that the other day, I'd really love it if you could share that in a testimonial because it's such a great example that I think that people love to hear and I'd love to work with more people to help them in the same way that I helped you. Um, And so that's a really easy thing to do once a month, once a quarter, or any time that you're having that kind of conversation to go back out and say, would you, you know, would you be happy if you're that? happy with things would you be happy to share that in a way that I can share publicly and, and do it that way so that's something you can do as well if you haven't got that system for testimonials or to add it in if you, if yeah. you
0: yeah that's a great great tip my favorite like lazy girl testimonial hack that I do is I send out when we're planning probably like a couple times a year I send out a survey to the mastermind because we're planning and I'm like what do you guys want like what there's already so much stuff in there it almost gets hard sometimes to think of like <laughs> what else can we get them there we have so much stuff so I'll send them out stuff so I can get ideas and on that form I'll just put a spot that's like hey like would do you, have you had a good experience if, if you're willing to like leave a testimonial I'd really appreciate it just drop it down below um and so many people just leave nice things like just doing that and so it doesn't always have to be like a huge scary thing like I don't think you should be scared to ask for testimonials. But there's always like easy ways like if you're sending out a survey about something else anyway, it's like you might as well just ask for testimonials. <laughs> like, why not. I love <laughs> that.
2: Yeah. Also, I want to share something super fast. Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of us like we have when we look at testimonials we also think of like the long written thing of like this changed everything and I learned how to do this and I learned how to do that. I like to quantify. You no know, corns
0: <laughs> rain down I ran off into the sunset. <laughs> I'm I'm like beautiful, I'm rich, <laughs> I'm
2: hot, I'm thriving. <laughs> <laughs> uh- I like to quantify skill improvement. And I think a lot of people teach skill improvement. Um, and so one of the things that I'll do from time to time is I'll pop into our Facebook group and I'll create a poll, like on a scale of one to 10, how much do you think your ability to create sales pages has increased since you joined this program? And it Ooh, gives that's us- this That's a good tip. Everybody writes, I'm like writing that down. That's a one down. But it gives us this quantifiable kind of, number that we can leverage, right? So we can then say 50% of people who join Design to Scale have noticed a 60% increase in their ability to execute and create sales pages uh, in under, you know, however hours. So or you can go the hour route. So, like how long did it take you to build a sales page versus how long does it take you today? And then you get that time measurement too, right? So I think using polls in your communities is a really great way to also gain those uh those kind of snapshots that are also very quantifiable uh, for those logical buyers who maybe aren't buying from that emotional connective place that some people do buy from. So that's something that we work really well for us. That's a really good too. I really
1: love that. And you know, a place that is really, really easy to layer that into is if you have a new program, if you're running a beta or a pre-launch of anything, and you want to ask people questions at the end of each module or end of each lesson so that you can improve it, so that you can make sure that it's the best, because you know, it's the first time you're running it out. Um, or even if it's, you know, something that you've been doing for a month and you want to up-level it, putting that question, that quantifiable question in there is such a good way to get that testimonial or, you know, to get that quantifiable data. But also at the same time help you to improve the program. So it like works twofold. That's that's what we do it anyway. <laughs> but I love putting
0: that into so a regular program as well. Yeah, that's so good. Well, this is great for me because I'm making a brand new program right now. So I'm like, ooh, I got some <laughs> surveying to do. I gotta add some surveys up in that program. Um, thank you guys so much for being here. You're both amazing and I respect you both so much. And I really appreciate you taking the time to be here. Why don't you tell everybody if you have anything coming up where they can stalk you on the internet all the things just pitch your stuff
2: (laughs) i'll leave the floor for you emma (laughs) everybody's so so
0: shy at the end
1: (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah i hope everyone's enjoyed this because i've learned some stuff and so i'm sure that everybody has so it's been really awesome chat i always love coming on here faith um you can find me anywhere on social media. I'm just Emma Weatherall, like the weather, and then A double L pretty much everywhere. It's just that's my handle. Um, so you can stalk me anywhere. <laughs> um, oh, no, all the places. Emma's fun to follow on social media. We were talking about
0: weighted blankets the other day. So <laughs> <laughs> and she has marketing tips too but it's like yeah, I'm
1: not just
0: marketing if you,
1: <laughs> you want to know understand. where to find a weighted blanket faith and I you know we've got the recommendation
0: <laughs> we we've got you covered don't worry don't worry you need marketing help you need launch strategy you need a good anxiety weighted blanket I, exactly. I really got
1: you you know <laughs> under the blanket while you're launching emotionally yeah you- <laughs> that <laughs> weighted blanket on during my launch I'm like it's, it's- good <laughs> <laughs> <No. laughs> um, yeah so follow me on social media you're very welcome to join my email list I'm always sending things out there and I pretty much um, email most things first before it goes on social um, what I have coming up right now um, I have a workshop coming up over the next couple of weeks which is going to oh, be all awesome. about how to create baseline $25,000 a month so if you're already making sales in your business how to get to that higher baseline um, and I have a few fun things coming up after Christmas as well so um, yeah we'd love Love to connect yeah
0: with get on emma's email list and stalk her and we'll put all her links in the in the show notes for the pod and in the blog post that'll go up tomorrow Corlin, what about you what do you got going on
2: I'm everywhere too so Corlin Hazelwood on Instagram and YouTube and we also have a podcast called Design to Sell as well which I love showing up for and d2sell.com I would love to invite anybody who is in planning mode for 2024. You're doing it a little late. I love you. You're doing a little, little late if you're doing it right now, but we got you. We got you. Excuse you. you. <laughs> <laughs> is anybody okay. up here like personally I'm
1: attacked?
0: Oh, I'm, I'm like, it's December 14th. I have like two whole weeks. It's like a eternity
2: in Faith Mariah land. <laughs> you know, I like the like slightly agitational content in my world. <laughs> What I'm slightly known for She'll um, call you out we-
0: on your own damn
2: show. She doesn't care. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Faith. Um, but we have a really cool five-day workshop plan for prosperity that helps you get crystal clear on your marketing plan, your offer suite, and the funnels that you're going to build out throughout 2024 to help you scale, help more people make more money and do that in less time. And so if you are seeking clarity, maybe clarity is your word for 2024, that's the feedback that I've gotten from everyone who's taken it. Uh, it's linked in the bio of my Instagram accounts. so it's the fastest way to oh, get it. you guys
0: got to go get that. Yeah. I love stalking Coraline on Instagram. She always has like, it's a good mix of like business lifestyle, your cute little life, cute little Canadian life.
2: <laughs> in the blizzard. Currently yeah. in the blizzard. Yeah.
0: I love following you on Insta Story because we don't oh. we don't we used to work together and talk every single day. Oh my God. We used to talk so much. When Carlin and I used to work together on the we used to work on the back end of coaches launches, like running kind of the back end of their business and stuff but we would spend like all day on Zoom talking. I don't know how we got anything done. Like (laughs) the amount of time we used to waste just talking to each other all day is like insane. But I don't talk to you anymore, but I feel like I know everything that happens in your life because it's on the Insta story. So it's like really convenient for me. (laughs) My ADHD brain, I like still feel like I'm in touch with you.
2: (laughs) My phone does everything first in my life and and I'm okay with it at this point. It doesn't just eat first. It does everything first in my life. (laughs) yes I open share on the gram and I love I love it (laughs) yeah yeah
0: well go follow her and you'll feel like you're your best friends with her um we have a I'm gonna do a workshop I'm gonna have the details I think my goal is gonna be to get that done tomorrow so I'm gonna have all the details tomorrow but I want to do a free workshop I want to do like a business strategy Like one business strategy workshop and two, I'm thinking two coaching sessions that I want to do just in the community. So I really love doing free coaching, but we haven't done it in the community in a while. And I was like, we really should bring that back because I think the mastermind is going to be opening if you guys are looking for community and coaching and support next year. And I think the magic of the mastermind, a lot of it is the coaching calls. And so I was like, I really want to like give them like- A chance to like experience it and taste it it's not the same but I feel like I don't know I'll have the details tomorrow I'll watch my email <laughs> I love this I'm still this hashing it I'm all
1: out, out. <laughs> I will be something just keep an eye out you'll want to buy something.
0: it <laughs> I'm doing something everybody
2: I always say faith, faith yeah, gonna is gonna like teasing. it yeah faith It'll is teasing. she teases nothing very well like <laughs> she
0: can't keep secrets the mastermind (laughs) knows like everything about everything it's so bad um it almost killed me like not telling them about creator camp i was just like but it's here it's open that's that offer is off the ground so i'm excited okay let's go ahead and wrap this up thank you guys so much for being here we'll put all your links all the places you guys can find the blog at faithmaria.com and all their links all their stuff will be up there tomorrow and then the replay of this will be on the podcast so if you want to help me out and do me a solid you guys can send this podcast to your friends tell everybody <laughs> spread the good word <laughs> and I'll see you guys next week oh you know what Coraline I just ran an episode of your podcast on my podcast last week you guys should listen to that
2: <laughs> there you go.
0: if you want to listen to more podcasts I took an episode you and I recorded and we ran it I think last week So amazing. Maybe I'm remembering that wrong. If you scroll back, you'll see an episode with me and Coraline, and it was really awesome. So check that out. Okay, that's all I have to say. Thanks, everybody. Bye,
1: guys. guys. So nice
2: to meet you.